After having sketched all the possible applications, um, I'm curious now to, to dive into the felt experience. So I feel like mm. I can also share uh, something of my sure. experiences, but I know you're way more experienced and also you have seen people uh, experiencing uh, uh, like, like low to medium to high uh, doses um, of Iboga. How about you start um, I mean, I would be super interested in your experience because you never told me in that detail about your experience. Do you want to start with your experience and then we go into my experience? Yeah, sure. We can do that. Cool. Um, so just as a frame of reference uh, to those uh, listening, because I did record a quite lengthy podcast in German only uh, with Alexander Faubel uh, around that. Um, so I will try to make it brief, but it might take nevertheless like three to five minutes. So uh, the frame of reference for me is uh, that I did take Iboga twice during uh, a shamanic training uh, and after already having done some maybe 80 ayahuasca uh, uh, journeys, uh, certainly a plethora of other uh, psychedelic uh, experiences from uh, peyote, San Pedro, uh, 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 mushrooms uh, to LSD. Um, I think that was it. So, so I felt like really experienced. And um, the first time I took uh, Iboga, it was, it was almost like as if a room behind thoughts, emotions. So in Tibetan language, I would call it like the causal void opened. So almost like the room behind me perceiving reality, uh, the causal void, um, which felt actually for me very comfortable. And it was almost like it was very clear and structured. Um, and in the second encounter, which, by the way, I took a very low dose um, because I had the feeling <clears throat> I don't need such a strong intervention. It was the end of the shamanic training. So we were taking this as capsules, uh, but the full alkaloid spectrum, so the full plant not synthesized. Um, and I only need to take two capsules. And um, some were taking four, some were taking six or eight. So I was really on the lower uh, ends of, uh, let's say, um, uh, the, the, the dosage. And what happened again was like kind of this like causal void opening and pulling me into it. it felt like falling into emptiness, void, space, nothingness. And then what happened, which for me was a tremendously freeing experience, um, the Eye of Horus was showing up. I never experienced this, but it seems to be a very archetypal, you know, kind of this one Eye of Horus in front of me. And it was again, like this guardian angel of physical mortality showing up in my life. And for the first time ever, after 11 years of doing psychedelic work, I had the feeling I could dive through that portal without fear. You know, instead of, you know, putting myself out there and saying, okay, I've, I face death, you know, I had more this like, I, I was like swimming through it. 
And then the rest of the experience for me in my personal life was the most intense, but at the same time, deepest, richest, and most natural, I would call it Samadhi. So it was like a constant state of bliss for like many hours, like six hours or so. And uh, also just to frame that experience, I did, uh, uh, I also have a, a background with addiction. Mine was mainly alcohol and uh, cigarettes and marijuana, which I quit uh, years ago. And so for me in that space, I had the feeling I've done my homework. So there was like no additional homework. You know, I was not given lists of bullet points, uh, what me as Alistair, I still have to do. It was really just having this like enormously freeing, uh, yeah, samadhi. So Samadhi experience, not in the sense of a super high dose psychedelic experience, but more really with my eyes open or with my eyes closed, just being immersed into bliss, mm -hmm. ecstasy, beingness, and an utter feeling of being in the moment. Mm -hmm. So that might not at all be representative, but since you asked me, you know, to, to give my experience, uh, yeah, that, that was my encounter with Iboga some six mm -hmm. to eight weeks back or so and and mm -hmm. and i feel they say it takes a year you know for the whole system to integrate mm -hmm. i feel like for the first time in my life i'm still pretty hyperactive you know i have a lot of energy moving through my body although now being mm -hmm. in my 40s i'm 42 but it gave me a certain ease that i can almost sense physically which yes. which i think yes. i've always been searching for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think it's one of the biggest gifts that I have, I have received in this lifetime, mm -hmm. definitely. They say it provokes the stillness or the emptiness. Um, so once you work through a lot of these personal energetic knots, um, when you go, went through this, basically Iboga puts you into a quite stillness, emptiness, which is massively peaceful. Um. I'm now trying to sense into not what is of worth in terms of product service, mm -hmm. but um, when you were to like contrast maybe your uh, own experiences, because I know you vastly experienced with, with yes. the substance. Mm -hmm. so, so curious to listen into your own experiences, but maybe also sketching examples of other people you know that uh, did mm -hmm. work with Iboga. Mm -hmm. So um, Iboga for me um, is like a gateway to the energetic hyperdimensional realms as well as to the subconsciousness so for I, I had an iboga experience which was my third iboga very high dose experience where i took the root um the total plant my first two experiences were with pure ibogaine hydrochloride which were there the gates were open i went to these other worlds but I didn't have this guide. And then my third experience, I took the full route, not even extraction. So munching a lot of wood chips. And there I, it, like, like a entity, a being beamed right in front of me. I was lying in bed and it just appeared. And it was for me physically tangible. It was there, like you are there if you are in a room with me. 
So I, I was pretty like, oh gosh, what's this? And I never had this contact with an hyperdimensional entity, which I visually perceive so clear before in my life. And then I looked down at my body and I saw all these energetic, um, like nadis, they call it in the yogic literature, or energy channels where the Chinese people would see, say the chi flows and they put the acupuncture needles. And I, I saw all my body with all the whole energetic system. And I saw in one specific point knots and I had also quite some pain in this body part. And this entity was there and telepathically communicated to me, hey, I'm there to help you don't be afraid because the moment it appeared in front of me, I was like, oh, wow, what's this? And so this being somewhat conveyed or telepathically communicated to me that it's there since eons, like thousands and thousands and thousands of years, having this one consciousness stream, consecutive consciousness stream, and is there to help me and wants to heal, heal me. And it came closer to me and I got a bit scared and it put its hands and went right into my body. So basically it hands really went inside of my body. And the moment it touched me, I felt this really, really beautiful, loving energy. And it kind of untied these energetic knots that I saw in my energy system. And while it was untying these energetic knots, I started somehow to understand or telepathically it was communicated to me um, where these knots came from and what are these uh, entanglements, karmically speaking, what led to these knots. Uh, so this was a massively impressive experience because having had the pure ibogaine hydrochloride experiences before, which led actually to me not taking opiates anymore, but somehow not on this depth, not this level of profundity I only had when I had this contact to this plant entity. A funny thing before I read about certain plant entities, but I was always a bit like, yeah, let those hippies talk. And having this firsthand experience it just blew my mind and got me super interested in this. Um, so I kind of established a relationship with this entity. Uh, I, I would call it an ally. It's uh, and you know, like 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 a friendship with you or with other persons. The the more you talk with someone, the better you get to know someone, and there is this mutual appreciation that deepens over time. So this is my third iboga experience with uh, the wood chips with the root bark, and you also ask for other experiences. So. One experience now pops into my mind that was uh, showing me very clearly how Iboga kind of x-rays your mind and takes all the garbage out that there is. So there was a doctor, who medical doctor, who wanted to work with Iboga and who wanted to experience it himself before. And we generally tell people, if you do an Iboga experience, general psychedelic experience, try to keep a certain psychological hygiene, not just 
physical hygiene, but also keep your mind somewhat clean. Um, when he arrived, he told me how it was at the time where there was Trump and North Korea things going on. And he told me how he basically the last few days was always reading about nuclear weapons and following in the media, all these things. And after the experience, he told me how the first three, four hours of the experience were only visions of nuclear war and yeah, detonations of um, nuclear things. And after that, he went into a bit more into his biographical things but he didn't reach a full depth. And I really think Iboga kind of showed him, look, you put all this garbage in your mind. And now I show you what is in your subconsciousness if you don't take good care of your subconsciousness. So this, this was pretty um, yeah, clear to me. And he also afterwards said, wow, I didn't expect this and maybe I should take more care about what I eat, psychologically speaking. Since, since both, both our own stories and the third one you mentioned are, you know, eclectic, I wonder what um, medical literature uh, tells about that. So I imagine, I, I know ibogaine is one of the compounds that's not as heavily studied as other ones, such as psilocybin or MDMA, but I know there, there is a, a library of mm -hmm. uh, studies done with Iboga. So I wonder um, if, are there like discerning factors where you say, okay, like low dosage generally does these, you know, unlocks these couple of experiences, middle dosage, these couple of experiences, mm -hmm. high dosage, these couple of experiences. So to educate the listener on mm -hmm. what to expect, I, I really think any psychedelic experience is always incredibly unique. Mm -hmm. But um, are there some uh, common features that you could outline for like uh, low, medium and high dosages from the so literature? There are some, but Iboga being a very unique molecule, um, has this feature of being massively unpredictable if you don't know your body very well. There are certain liver enzymes um, that metabolize ibogaine or iboga to noribogaine. And depending on your genetic phenotype, um, you might have these liver enzymes very high expressed or low expressed or as good as not expressed. And so there, there, there is this, if, if you don't know your body very well, it's hard to predict, but generally low doses um, stimulate, heighten your awareness and are set to uh, give a certain introspection without having a full psychedelic experience. So it's more of a stimulant uh, than a psychedelic in lower doses. If you go slightly higher, um, the psychedelic experience takes over and your thoughts start to be guided in certain directions. And if you go for a full experience, it can be a several day lasting near death experience. 
so this near-death experience also in literature have a pretty broad variety depending a lot on your um, psychological constitution your personal history also your worldview um, but generally said small doses or microdoses are easy for basically everyone to um, deal with since it's making you a bit more awake um, people feel more grounded but the moment you get over a certain dose the psychedelic realm opens up and to predict from there on is pretty hard without doing a personal assessment when you get to know a person and you talk with them where they're from what are the issues and so on you can somewhat give a direction or predict the direction but just very generally speaking from higher doses it's not so easy to predict.